0: you're so bad at telling your own story
1: what you just said to intro this isn't (laughs) my story you want me to tell well well i would say
0: yeah i would say i started a quilting company called missouri quilting
1: missouri star quilt company
0: missouri star quilt company that it's
1: it's a behemoth of a quilting company
2: can you you say what the revenues are uh yeah it's the biggest let's first start with that it is the biggest it's
1: the biggest it's the biggest it's uh let's see we're we're 400 some employees over a hundred million in revenue. Like it's a, it's a big, it's a big old.
0: We're live by the way. How, this is it. This is the pie.
2: Okay. Okay. How, wait, how did you meet him? Well, you we got to keep the Hoobastank story. in. Yeah. That needs to be like one of our, could you just did so we get it? Or should like, we say it again? Yeah. Say it again. Funny. The and we'll jo- just, <laughs> exact the same jo- way.
0: The joke was when we started the hustle, we would, for some reason, I picked Hoobastank as the band that I liked. Like, you we don't
2: were, have to pick a band when you start a company. No, no, no. Was like what, what, there's no form you yeah. got to fill out. Like, what's what, your band? What, what's you the like? tree? What's yeah, the flower? Exactly. What band are we?
0: Yeah. It was like our insiders joke, and we in the email we'd be like, you know, like this young kid who just raised a bunch of funding, like he's gonna be one of the greats, like Elon, like uh, Steve Jobs, or or hubastank or you know like <laughs> slipping wait, in wait, yeah.
1: people notice would you get replies Or like what the crap are you talking
0: about every once in a while so i put it on my linkedin <laughs> i put that i'm the the webmaster of the fanclub.com. Yeah, <laughs> When, I, uh, when you
1: endorse a skill it's like good at <laughs> well
0: and when I wanted to like make a joke with someone I would email them from Sam at hoobastankfanclub.com.
1: you owned oh, of I course it. You owned yeah that. yeah I still have it well, yeah. <laughs> I still have to keep renewing it yeah. <laughs> just, just in case that's nine dollars for a great joke that's still <laughs> yeah. you know going
0: wait so dude you gotta give your intro who are uh, you what do you what would you say you do uh,
1: oh yeah yeah uh, I'm Doan. what do I do i uh uh not not as much right now i just shut down a a software company i own or i'm the own and the executive chairman of uh of creativity inc which is you know it's got a quilting company a big quilting company and a, a knitting company and an art company a lot of a lot of stuff in that space dude you're so bad at telling your own story all uh, right well you just said the intro well, this isn't <laughs> my story you want me to tell well well i would say hook.
0: Yeah, I would say I started right. a quilting company called Missouri Quilting,
1: Missouri Star Quilt Company.
0: Missouri, Missouri Star Quilt yeah, yeah. Company. It's, that,
1: it's, that's It's a behemoth of a quilting company. Can, you,
0: can you say what the revenues are?
1: Uh yes, yeah, well, so, it's
2: the biggest. Let's f- first start with that. It is the biggest. It's
1: the biggest. It's the biggest. It's uh let's see we're we're 400 some employees, over 100 million in revenue. Like it's a it's a big old it's a big ol boy.
2: You own the largest quilting company in the world. It does over 100 million million in revenue and you also have now bought to towns. It was so, so
1: the quilting company in Hamilton, right? We, we bought the entire downtown district. So 27 buildings downtown. Because you had to, or because that's awesome. And no, this was the, so like when we started this quilt company, the, the challenge is like, there's 3,500 quilt companies in, in America, right? Like they're in every little city. And you're most, saying that like, we know that. Yeah. You're like, no. right. You know, yeah, 3,500. You're
2: like,
1: <laughs> with me, right? So 3,500 and one doesn't really pull the eyeballs in. And so I like, there's no ESPN for quilters, right? I can't just go advertise for this, and so I'm like, "How are we going to get this?" And so our uh, like, we were in this little town. We uh, we uh, we grew big enough online that we had to, like like we couldn't fit all the the inventory in our space or in our in our store. And because like we could either go open a warehouse, which would have been the normal sane thing to do, or we we're like we we're like, man, it's awesome because when people come to our town, there's normally no customers, and so like the the impression you get if you walked in there. It was just retail is like, nobody's here. And this is really sucky. And so instead we had like 12 people cutting and fulfilling fabrics. So You'd walk in and there's like this energy, this buzz that was happening in the shop. And so we split it out and bought or and bought the, the next building over and put fabric in there. And then I was like, man, who has the most quilt shops of any town in the world? Right? Like that was like, it's the biggest wooden nickel in Minnesota. This was going to be my thing. And uh, some town in Germany, I think, I had four, and I was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna take." So it you to wanted these to create ladies. a tourist right.
2: destination, <laughs> yeah? You're, you're, for quilting, just producers. just be a
1: novelty, right? It was just supposed to be a novelty, and so then we What's ended it? up like Dollywood or whatever. It's like
2: yeah. that's yeah, sort of I thing. mean So um, then, like,
1: if you're driving by on the highway, you're like, "The most? Are you kidding me? All right, let's go I check see it." Out. it. Yeah. yeah, and so in, in that process, dude, we got like, we people were coming to town. We only had like subway and the gas station for food. So we started restaurants and we've got a sleep and sew
2: where like it's a slumber party for ladies to come. Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. There's no secret formula for customer service, but there is an all new service hub from HubSpot and it's bringing service and support together in one platform so you can deliver the best experience as possible. You can free up your customer support reps time with an AI powered help desk so you can easily support and grow your customer base. The secret's out. Service hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn more. So you're saying it right Can now, we, like, it's like, you know, this is a natural thing to do, but like the first part of the idea, which is like, let's create the town with the most, let's create a tourist destination. Yeah. That's not what most companies do. So no, you, you yeah. have this idea from where, and then aren't people saying, "Yo, this is crazy. We don't have to do well, this. And you know,
0: do you and your family own the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're able to do crazy shit like this.
2: Well, well we're bootstrap, but like,
1: dude, fabric, a fabric company is a hard thing to bootstrap because like, like fabric, you order your fabric six months before you get it. We're growing 200% a year. We got to hold the fabric for nine months, recover your, your initial cost in the first 90 days, right? So that you can cover terms. And like, it's like a really complicated, we're betting the farm every three months. And like, if we're wrong, we go under.
0: So if you do 150 million in revenue, how much uh, EBITDA can you do? Uh,
1: it's, uh, so we're like a normal e commerce or like e commerce business. So our goal is about 20% we're not there yet especially this year right but like well, like that's where we that's where we'll end but up but then
0: you take the profits out and buy yeah
1: i've made like seven nickels <laughs> the, I pay myself a fine salary but like but like all the money goes back in right next we, purchase we, order
2: next purchase order
1: well because because we're growing by significant amounts every year most of that gets tied up in inventory
0: in 2 years what do you think you could sell the business for
1: well our goal right now man well i i i think we can get 20% growth uh, for a couple of years right which w- should move our valuation to like a 5x revenue
0: so like a billion dollars
1: yeah that's the that's the idea
0: how many uh, is your like is it like your wife or your sister or your mom who who all is the shareholders so like your whole family is going to get
1: yeah so it's me and my sister my buddy dave are the uh are the are the main ones and then like all of our family. just this year just this year we cut in like all of our employees that have been there for any kind of time and that's a cool feeling. Well, but well, you started it with your mom or your mom
2: started it and you no, we, tell me, that little bit me of the and story. My,
1: so the idea, like me and my sister have been talking about starting a company for a while. I was I was like a year out of college, right? And so like I I was, uh, I don't know, everybody's sort of an entrepreneur right out of college. That's what I'm going to do. And and we were sort of that same way. And my mom had taken a quilt into a, to the quilt. She's, you sew the top together and take it to a lady that's got a big $40,000 machine and they're going to stitch all the, the the backing and the fluffy stuff in the middle and the top they're going to stitch it all together and this lady was out a year and she's like oh i made your sister a quilt i took it in i'll get it back in uh, you know 2008 and i'm like nothing takes a year to do like you can build a house in less time than it takes to get right. this quilt done and so <laughs> either she's terrible or there's a lot well, of demand well well, and by the way <laughs> that was literally my market research i was like. Uh, there is going to be a market here for this. Are there others? She's like, yeah, everybody's backed up. And And when you say quilt, like literally just a blanket, right? Shut up. Okay. How (laughs) dare you? Yeah. It's It's a quilt, not not just words. words. (laughs) But I mean like,
0: quilt, like, cause I know some people like hang shit on their walls. Yeah. Yeah. So so then some people uh, have like a decorative quilt. And then some people like I had a quilt. Like comforter,
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's exactly that. And like my mom's shtick uh, is she's like she's like the McDonald's of quilting, right? Because no, quilting, like most of these hobbies, are very like I don't know, like very defined. You know, there's there's a quilt police that's gonna come and get you if the if the seams are off or whatever, right? And If your points don't match, and every I feel like getting into any hobby there's that sentiment that you're like i can't go to the group yet i'm not good enough right and so uh mom's like ah no finish is better than perfect look well, well, and our big innovation do we made like uh the the lego blocks of quilting right so it's a pack of five inch squares and a pack of 10 inch squares and you sew them together and cut them like this and whack it makes it this and so like really simple tricks and techniques she was a costumer uh when and we were you're kids. saying mcdonald's
2: because he like kind of made a process out of the burger making process where it's like anybody can make this burger
1: well no i'm saying mcdonald's because it's like it's like not fancy right it's not you're not spending a lot on it it's like it's you're trying to do it to get to the it's serving the purpose of filling you with food right i mean i mean it's funny because like quilting i never thought that uh you know quilt My my business buddies and stuff—they'll sort of laugh at like my whiteboard. It's like layer cakes up seventeen percent, turnovers down. <laughs> you know, jelly rolls. We got to get these back. You know, it's like it's it's all sort of uh, you know goofy terms for people that aren't in the space. But like, man, it's it's a forty-five to seventy-year-old demographic. is the majority of my customers, and there are so few people building awesome experiences for them that like I I feel, I feel like a you know a lion among sheep being in there, just like. <laughs> We're gonna build amazing, great experiences for these
2: people. And Sam's phrase for that is a, a dwarf amongst midgets. Is that such a phrase? Yeah, no. Everybody normally says that a dwarf amongst midgets. That's very clever. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's,
0: that's it's not allowed anymore. But yeah. we're both Missourians. We yeah, probably yeah. grew up in somewhat similar environments, and that was a phrase. And I. Like that, and wait, like,
1: wait. it's what? the same people, right?
2: That's is, why it's hilarious. Am I in no one understood. Just, he just a
1: said dwarf it?
0: among midges? It's like a dwarf is like a tall midget. Look, like that's just a phrase. I didn't even realize it was like, <laughs> don't cancel them. Right, yeah, right. I, I didn't realize it was bad. No then, harm uh, another one is tough titty said the kitty, but the milk's still good. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, anyway, wh- what, is, what do you think it's going to be like in two or three years if you ever sell? I mean, are you guys so, like, you're going to be the richest per- person in like, by hundreds of miles we're going to do just buy thousands of acres no well <laughs>
1: i mean what do you what do you do that's
2: crazy questions. This, 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 this feels
1: very aggressive the way yeah. that you're phrasing this i'm just going to say that right now uh, <laughs> uh the the well the idea is not to like i don't know if i don't know if we'll sell it right but there's a big question in my head of like of like i don't what. Well, my my, my mainstay is like I don't want my kid to grow up and say I got to be a quilter because pop was a quilter, right? It's like oh, it's a business you got to get in <laughs> the here and <tale> is <laughs> as <old> all this time. <laughs> it's a tough titties with <laughs> the kitty yeah. and the milk <laughs> and the goods, uh, but uh, but like I so I'm trying to figure out how to navigate around that. Like how like is there uh, how, how do you maximize value and create the most opportunity and all that kind of stuff? I'm very attracted to a finish line. Right, which a uh, an IPO or a sale or something would be, but also you know get to the point where it's
2: shedding off EBITDA. And and it's a very easy one to just keep running. Twelve years. Yeah, you didn't know. Were you even like into quilting before that? Like, were you an <laughs> no? Entus- no, my you- mom makes me.
1: She's uh, she made me make one quilt. She's like, you can't run this company and not be a quilter. So I I've made one. I'm making another right now. A nice fair paw on point. <laughs> so
0: what did you know how to do? You didn't. You did, you worked at. You were a Again, software guy. These
2: are such mean questions. <laughs> No, I, uh, I. The funny thing is, at this event, Why are you Sam's eating? basically been having an intervention. Because he's asking questions that he thinks are completely normal questions that everyone here's been like, Wait, and women yeah, would date they... you? That's so weird. Yeah, he's and people are like, Sam, when you ask questions, it's like a full frontal attack. He's like, What do you mean? Oh. He's like completely oblivious to the fact that these questions are outrageously aggressive. Oh, wow. <laughs> so
0: like his mom is like the face of like their youtube and he was explaining to me what she was like and i i looked up the youtube like oh she looked exactly like i I expected and he was like (laughs) what he
1: goes what the hell i was like what (laughs) i I expected her to be like a nice he's like that was a compliment i was was like like, very (laughs) rarely is oh she looked exactly how i thought she would a A lot of misunderstandings (laughs) going on i was like i thought she sounded like a lovely, nice woman. Yeah, and, yeah, and
0: she was cool. And, and I was like, and she looks like it,
1: sweet Dorothy Manton. But, but uh,
0: but, <laughs> she, <laughs> well, and but he also said that you own two hundred acres, and you like, I do, I, do own, so
1: I like, like this. But when you issue, do in Missouri, I, when you become this, I'm hundred percent hillbilly rich, right? Like, like, give me a hundred million dollars tomorrow, my life doesn't change at all. Right, uh, I've got, I've got a, a a car that I like to drive. I've got a house that I like to live in. I got three beautiful boys and a wife. And uh beautiful wife also I mean beautiful extends to all of them <laughs> and uh, and like I'm I'm done right and so it's sort of a weird spot where I don't need I don't need the finish line the the only value that a finish line would offer is like the past the mantle right like I no longer wake up and and have to stress about like what if we ruin it all tomorrow what if the person that we hired to do this like screws it all up what were you good at the, I, I, the- oh yeah yeah. What skill, what, what what attributes did you bring to the quilting table? Mm, great question. Great question. <laughs> yeah. Uh n- not a lot. Like, like uh I mean I so I came out of I came out of college uh and and my first job was with semantic. Like I I was a really good uh kind of networker, right? And and uh not not networker, but like I I like people that I like and I hate people that I hate and I like some guys that yeah. like we're doing the installed. most popular
2: guy in the house right now, by the way. I don't know if you know no, this for real. There's like yeah. 25 people here. There's some famous people. Everybody's like big. Everyone's oh. got a different nickname for you. It's like big out. Al- <laughs> then somebody's like big city. Cause he's buying cities. Oh, yeah. And other guys like, Oh, Al don't good. And, and so the, big city a cool name. Yeah, I mean, it's like,
0: it's like you know tom big city yeah man, it's like good. it's yeah. like tall, calling like a really tall guy shorty or something yeah, you yeah, know this is yeah. perfect
1: it's better than big country i get big country a lot but big yeah. city
0: no it's not
2: funny when you are oh you would know? yeah, have to be like tiny country or something yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd have to be some opposite thing yeah no uh, big city's great. okay thank but you but anyways you're super likable. i was calling out there like what did you go know? you go he's like he's rich he's smart and he's and he's funny and i was like yeah you need to be the next bachelor dude you know like this is how did you meet him well i mean i don't even know patrick was on the podcast Patrick came on the pod that was the first time i thought about the word quilt in like 12
1: years well he was telling my story and all my buddies were like dude you were on this podcast dude you got to check this out so i'm like what the
2: crap and, then, so you I to and to, yeah. then I
1: DM'd you and I was like, Oh man, that's my story. Like if you want to hear it, I'll have you on like, oh, There's this, yeah, there's yeah.
2: this niche market of quilting. That's way bigger than people realize. And I was like, what really? We were, remember we were like blown away. And then he, I, we were like, what's he's like, yeah, there's companies the, that are huge. The, the conversation was great. Cause you're like, Oh, that's rad, man. Love to hear it sometime. Do you ball?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you <laughs> want to come? Yeah. He did me? You know, Actually, like, I think
2: I ghosted you for like a month. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh wait, hey, by the way. Yeah. I do want to talk about that. But more importantly, you want to meet up in person you know, and play basketball? you didn't know anyone here, right? No, no, no. No, yeah, this is this is great. Did for you me. even know
1: Patrick? No. Oh, wow. No, I've never met any of these guys. You took an amazing leap well, of faith and then, to show like, up. Dude, and I turned out to be like 6 foot 7 and love playing basketball yeah. and, and uh yeah. Did he kick
0: my ass on the court? Yeah, he was amazing. No,
1: except you dude, you smoked us for the for the championship game,
2: drained three threes in my face. Yeah, I had like yeah, the greatest yeah, moment of my yeah, life yeah. today, so you know. No, it's, it's all good. <laughs> If you want to know the stories behind your favorite brands, this podcast is for you. They did an episode recently about scaling creator growth and influencer incentives. I thought it's pretty cool. So check it out. Listen to DTC pod wherever you get your podcasts. So, okay. So you do the, you do the quilting thing. No, wait, wait, wait. My skills before this,
1: uh, just, just buddies that like, that like connect me up. So I was working in a software company, lost that job, uh, in dramatic fashion. I never been without a job at the time. What and does like, that mean? Like I got fired? Yeah, like me and 20,000 people got laid off in 2008, right? Yep. And uh, and so I'm, you know, I'm, like, consulting and trying to, like, just... How old were you? I was 26. In Missouri? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, but well, I was, like, living in Boston at the time. They moved me out there, and I was visiting my buddy up in Toronto, and then I moved in with him and his wife and their new baby, you, me, and Dupree style. <laughs> and I was like, we'll start a company up here. Let's do it. So we tried, like, three of them. We tried an ozone cleaning technology that we'd sell to real estate agents. And that was like a terrible time to sell the real estate agents in 2008, and uh, we tried to do a little wealth management thing because he wanted to be a wealth management advisor, and so we tried to start that. And then, uh, and then this the Quill company we had already, and I wanted to do like a daily deal version because at the time Group it was it, hot, right? Or not? it was like Woot.com and Steep and Cheap, and we just uh, talked all about Woot and like Chain Love and all that stuff. Man, I loved those in college because they were they were great, and I'd wait up till midnight, which in in Hawaii where I was going to school was like. It was like seven o'clock right and i'd be like wait to see what it That's is still cool it's <laughs> cool but like i but like it hooked me as a college kid and like every site was built for like for like are you a dude that loves riding bikes get chainlove.com. and there's a new thing every night And but like nobody was building them for the 45 to 70 year old demo and so when i did the quilters daily deal i think it was literally the first time anybody had done a daily deal site for my demographic
0: which is like a uh discounted fabric
1: well it, i mean it was discounted items right Okay. And like dude at the beginning it was so funny because like I was I was the guy doing it all. We we're just scrapping our way through. And so like I'm I am i am not a good writer for my mom, right? Where like I'd write these stories and everybody yeah, would like, always say like,
2: hey ladies, like Hey
1: <laughs> well, no,
2: no, fellow women.
1: I just, <laughs> No, no. So we started a forum, and the the first six months of the forum, because nobody wants to join an empty forum. I was Jeannie B and Sarah Sue, and my buddy Dave was Carmen and Elizabeth, and we just had these like chatting all day. Oh, we be, yes. Uh, what kind of quilt did you make? Oh, that's so cute. That's the brother. And eventually, now it's like ninety thousand members, and like it's a great old thing. Wow. But,
2: so that's really so you. But your mom had must have had some following or something. Is that how it started? No, no,
1: she had zero following. No, I, so I literally, you started when, with
2: the forum. When like, we
1: well, no no we launched. So the the chronology we. launched launched with a website that I, like, sat and built. We launched with a store that we started. She was doing quilts. And then I, I built this website on uh, oneinone.com. If you remember that old shared hosting, man, it was a disaster. They lost my site a couple yeah. times. It's like, I'll start over. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and uh, built this site, uh, and and it was a daily deal site that I would change at midnight. I didn't have any automation, and I would just, like, go in, you know, be on a date, and be like, hold on a second. got to <laughs> log into my quilting website and change it up. Tens of women are waiting for yeah, this. Yeah, and, and we <laughs> yeah. we do. We launched it. I still have the Facebook post in like February two thousand nine, and it's like, hey, I made a quilt shop for my mom. Check it out. Two likes, right? Like zero orders the first three weeks, and and but like every day I'm going in there writing these. Stories. But you didn't give up. Didn't give up. Didn't give up. personally why? Year. Just like uh, I, well, I mean, it was it was a marketing challenge at that point, right? Like we knew we knew that we had a product that was interesting. Oh, like like we're selling fabric online, and like the other sites were like like built on yahoo stores and crap and i'm like i can like there's a way better experience for this and we're just gonna we're gonna take better pictures this is our novelty we're gonna we're gonna sell it better and uh and so we we kept working at it just thinking we had to figure out how to find people and our dude like (laughs) i would write these deals every day and be like like there were always some version of the pinocchio nightmare scene i'm like and then he turned into a donkey and then he was in the whale's belly and jumbo rick rack is (laughs) 3.99 you know it's like some weird thing because i like I was just trying to be creative well, and that's how Woot did it too. They were pretty funny. I, well, dude, the, I was modeling after that and just trying to like be humorous and and turns out like my mom was like this isn't good. You need to, you need to stop doing this. It's weird son. My buddy <laughs> Dave ended up doing it for the next the next while and he was much better than I was. But uh so we we went 3 weeks without a sale. Finally my cousin Jennifer ordered something and so th- th- you know, we're like, oh, that's all right. Thank you Jen. That's very nice. <laughs> and uh, and we'd get like an order to a day and one day one day we meant to price something at like 288. It was the crazy 8s charm pack. We meant to price it at like 288, accidentally priced it at 88 cents. We sold like 11 of them, but, but shipping was $5. Right. And so like our cost on it was four or something. And so we we're like, we still made money. Like th- this works and the average order size was actually like $28. Like th- dude, a loss leader. We should lose money <laughs> on this in a meaningful way. And, and we can build this. And so it turned into like the deals are, are great deals and people love them. And, uh, but that's what ended up building our business. And then as we went, like, where were you getting the fabric and supplies from? We buy them from vendors. So like even, even a day, there's probably 40 vendors that we buy from. And then to grow it, we started, uh, making videos like the, the education stuff. YouTube was only a year and a half old at that point. And so, like you know, late 2008, early 2009, and, and uh, there's like there's like this guy Quilton Buck on there, and it's like a webcam that he'd show on his quilt, that, and he was, it was cool. People were trying to do stuff, but nobody had like done it well. And so I bought like a Canon Digital Elf that was like the best resolution at the time, and just like held it in my hands and and uh, you know the manual zooming stuff. But like got mom to start doing these tutorials, and because I'm a 30 year old bearded guy, I'm like don't say your lingo right i need you to talk to me so i can understand i'm not a dummy i have no idea what what a woof is right, right. with the fabric But I mean, like i'm like because normally teachers when they try and start teaching they'll try and like like give themselves some uh some validation by like look i know right. all the cool stuff and i'm 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 nerdy like you guys and i just wouldn't let mom do that so she had to speak in a way that anybody could understand and we became this very approachable if you've never made a quilt, you start with Missouri, with Missouri star. And because we were making this content every week, we'd put it in our emails that we'd send out. And it was so like, we'd lead with that. It was like, we made this great new tutorial for you with all these cool tricks and tips and stuff. And, uh, and we, we'd ended up with like a 70% open rate on our promo emails, which is just the magic that we built around.
0: And you you're 12 year you're in, 12 years in you're yeah. like a hundred, 150 or something like that revenue. What were the first five years do you think?
1: Uh, first year was a hundred grand. Then we did a million, then we did four, then we did eight, and then we did 14.
0: And then it did it, it, kept growing at that rate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It w- And, but, uh, but again, man, like bootstrapped through that was intense. It was at crazy. what
0: point were you able to pay yourself and make money?
1: Uh, so we paid mom after three years, right? Like it's crazy. Cause I, I have, I have like seven siblings in my family and five of them work on the quilt company. <laughs> like we couldn't have done it if they couldn't have just like worked for free. For the beginning. And like, I mean, it's, it's like volunteers, right? Well, like, what
0: year was it making enough money? We are like, fuck it. Let's buy a town. You know, let's <clears throat> well, do this. So,
1: well, so, so, uh, four years in we, we bought our second building, right? Or three years in, we bought our second building and like, we remodeled it all ourselves. We did all the work. And then we bought, you know, we, we piecemealed the beginning one. Like it's, we can look back on it now and be like, Oh yeah, well we got, we got everything. This is great. We did a good job. But like, that was never the intent in the beginning my thought was that, like, people would see that we were bringing more people to town, and they'd start these other businesses and do stuff. And uh, and by the time, like, because we were running so far ahead of our own curve, uh, we just ended up with, like, our whole downtown. And now we have, like, like there's a few other businesses in town,
2: but. Uh, and is there, like, because what normally happens if you start to, like, buy everything in a town, like, there's always, like, one or two people who are, like, I'm going to hold out. And we're like, you know, oh, yeah, negotiate yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Cause you need it. You need to complete the set. And <laughs> yeah, then tiny comes knocking on their door. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we need to no, talk. <laughs> I cannot promise you protection. You know, yeah, like, did you guys do. run into that? At all? Uh, yeah, like, like the average price for a building in a small Missouri town like that was about 20 grand. And, uh, and by the, our last building was about 80. Right. So, th- so we, I just bought this other town down the road from us, Kingston. Right. And so like seven Kingston, Missouri. Yeah. So seven miles yeah. down the road is our
0: county. Seat. Like with the really nice, like King, like uh, they have a huge, is that on the way to Mizzou from St. Louis? No. Oh, I'm thinking of Kingsland.
1: Yeah. 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 No, Kingston is <laughs> by me <laughs> and uh, on the, the other side by Kansas city it was seven miles from our town. And, uh, and so we bought, it's, it's, I think it's eight buildings and it's like, it'll be like 70,000 for all of them right wow and so they're just these old like condemned to sort of overrun buildings we'll we'll put two million into them to get them fixed up right but like but like the the real estate is cheap and the fact that it's already there and we're just kind of fixing what's there is do you uh it's great i mean
0: i lived in <clears throat> st louis which is way bigger than where you're from but even it, that... it's not
1: a competition
0: <laughs> <laughs> but even st louis i felt like oh fuck no one gets me i feel like a freak here because i'm building this internet shit and so that's why I left and I moved to eventually San Francisco. And there's a reason why like a lot of companies are started in San Francisco or New York or Chicago or Austin, like these like bigger cities. Cause you, you meet people and you like spread ideas and you like are inspired by one another, whatever, and it, like rubs off on each other other than the internet, which is, I mean, where were you learning how to do all this stuff? And did you ever feel like, what the hell, man, I need to get out of here.
2: I can't find this client info. Have you heard of HubSpot? HubSpot is a CRM platform, so it shares its data across every application. Every team can stay aligned. No out-of-sync spreadsheets or dueling databases. HubSpot,
0: grow better.
1: Uh, so after college, I actually left this part out. This is a cool part. Uh, after college, I uh, when I when I lost my job, this was uh, let's see, two thousand nine. I, I declared my year of the MBA right I was looking at like going to back to to Harvard I'd lived in Boston it was like I should I should really go spend and it was like 200 grand to get us to get an MBA there and I was like man that's that's too much money for this broke farmer and uh, and so I declared the year of my MBA I emailed all the guys who were like successful in business and were like what are the three books that you'd recommend I read and I got like a, a constrained list of, uh, of like 37 books right and so I bought them all on Amazon for like 200. dollars and uh, then I, I had a bunch of buddies that were like doing cool stuff that I wanted to try. Like a guy was doing import export out in Hawaii and, and another dude was doing like venture capital in Salt Lake. And, and so I was just like, let me come work for free for you guys for like three months. I just want to, I'll, I'll shine your shoes and make your coffee. I just want to see how you run your business. And, uh, and so I, like, I hopped around to some of that and then I got into, uh, I got, like I got to be an, an intern in TechStars in 2010, Right. So like which di- which one, Colorado, Boulder. Yeah. So it, it, it was only b- Boulder. It's well b- Boulder and Seattle. But like um, it was David like Cohen and Nicole Glaros, 2010 and so like while I'm building this quilt company on the side we've got these like world class mentors coming and, and like they'd mentor these companies doing you know cool robots and so stuff you're, and list, like,
2: you're listening to all these uh, office hours yeah
1: Dick Costello that's super interesting what would you do if you had a quilt company man <laughs> I'm just curious like how would you how would you this?
2: how would you like a deal daily <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you like a, deals right does, does <laughs> <that> do anything <laughs> well? yeah. okay great so, well, so like I was getting like this way I noticed out. you reached for your phone when I said that <laughs> are you trying to tell somebody about this <laughs> talk to me about what, what's, what are you feeling right now yeah no and so i was getting this way outsized like brain for for the internet stuff and i i always thought that i would do something like like i thought it was going to work for microsoft or facebook or something right and uh and and in the end in the end like i just took all the learnings that i had from this and my desire to sort of be an internet tech entrepreneur and uh and shoveled all that into into this quilting company which is you know again like it's it's very technology focused uh way way early adopters on a lot of stuff and like it's given us a huge advantage as we've as we build this stuff because there's no other like dude there's no kids coming out of their mba school trying to take my margins saying that's that's the except for patrick once patrick told all your listeners (laughs) how how do you
0: have have peers and how are you do you have like peers in the internet world or ecom world who you're like you're chatting with on a regular basis to be uh, inspired by no. Or learn no, from her share I, ideas. Like I
1: got buddies, right? Like I'm, a, I'm an angel investor. I'm in 50 companies doing stuff. We, I, I have a uh, early stage fund that I run with some buddies. Like, like I'm still like these are still friends. We still talk, but but uh, there's like from an e-commerce standpoint. Honestly, man, like I, I think I'm world class. I think I, I, I think I'm
2: one of the best brains at selling stuff on the internet. And wow, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, Th- that's awesome. Also, <laughs> the the the, MB, the like give myself an MBA thing. The way you approach that, that's like. Yeah. Uh, that is so smart but also once you hear that story you're like of course this person's got to be successful as a hustler right because you you basically do the math you're like okay what do i want what's the normal way to get there oh this like kind of long two-year really expensive way can i just get that like that was my reason nine months for 250 dollars and you're like oh yeah yeah, what if i just emailed all the smart people asked them what are the best three books i read all those books and then i like go shadow you know the three you you were for
1: free for a dude for like three months like like cohen and gleros these guys they'll still go to bat to me for me to this day right because that three month investment that i made of like and and, dude i was the first one in the last one out like i knew i wasn't getting paid but but, like i was trying to soak it all up and uh i mean you do that and like they'll open every door you ever need to get Uh, through what was the most
0: game changing book of all those that you read
1: uh, well, honestly, dude, it's this book that's out of print. Uh, like, like I didn't, I didn't read any business books that changed my life. Right. Like I, once you get through like six or seven, I quit reading them because I'm like, it's the exact same thing. The, the principles for business are the exact same, just told in a different parable every time. And whatever your parable is, that's what you glom onto to. say, oh <laughs> man, it's good to great. That's the best one. <laughs> this one, I, it's your Bible. Um, but for me, like the most impactful was this one called coming out of the ice by Victor Herman which is this uh this, this dude that like uh went over to russia and like ended up being an amazing olympian athlete but like russia wanted to take credit for it so that and he was like no i'm american so i throw him in jail for like 50 years and it's this a crazy wow. story that i'm like this guy's an american hero somebody should know this story but it's uh like d- dude reading that while i felt like my life was so hard it was like oh oh no i'll be fine dude, you know, i read yeah, that i, I did do the agree. exact
0: same thing i'll read uh it's like better than therapy. Yeah,
1: For yeah, sure. I, you, want, I, you want the fast version of it's, therapy? It's, it's like it's it's David Goggins back in the day. Totally. Yeah. Like
0: I'll read like uh like a book about Navy SEALs or yeah. about like I just read about uh the Cherokee uh Native Americans. Oh man. Your problems are so small. Like I'm yeah. such a punk. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do the exact same thing. It's yeah. way better than business books. Too. No,
1: it's like my favorite one out of that whole list. Cause cause just a buddy of mine was like, oh, this is the best book I've ever read. Read this. And I was like, all right, I'm in man. And uh, that that one still to this day is like, great. But, but like do the books and this is my problem with college is like every marketing class I sat through or something. I'm like, Oh, this is your great idea. You you say, sell it for more than I bought it. You guys are clever. (laughs) Thanks. I'm glad I'm paying for this. Right. And it's all these professors that used to be in the industry that you want to get into that no longer are, that might have connections that could open the door for you. And so when I was looking at an MBA, I was like, this, this, like, what if I just go to the people that are in the industry right now and somehow network with them? Like, that's going to open way more doors for me. How many did great? How many
0: people do you? We yeah, have 450 employees, but how many of them are doing like, uh, like white collar jobs, like SEO work, yeah. yeah, 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 uh, or like internet, internet related things? Maybe a hundred of them. A hundred of them. Yeah. How many of them live in the town?
1: Uh, gosh, I. I I don't know. I'd, I'd I mean, say probably, how many of them are are, are on site think, in, think in Missouri? Have, I think we have like forty remote, like fully remote. Like our engineering team is remote. Like where are they? The, 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 like all over from Seattle to Serbia, right? Um, and then we have, then we have like our design team is mostly remote. Like the, a lot of a lot of the ones that make sense to be remote or remote. Um, but then like in town, I don't know, there's probably two hundred fifty of them. They're like right
2: there in town. Is buying a town with well, good th- business besides like you had a you have a business and this is kind of like uh yeah. adjacent, helpful well, <laughs> if I didn't have that. But if I was like, Oh, there's this kind of like abandoned ish town, really cheap real estate. I can buy you know, that. So I can I, reinvigorate. Like, is that a good idea or no? Well,
1: like I think, I think every company should have a town. Well, like they did. Wow. Like, car- hot, hot take, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's <laughs> like, really hot uh, take.
0: You know, so we can list a few for uh, Henry Ford tried doing this in Yeah, uh,
1: Pella windows is up in Iowa. They have their own, town. like, like there's well a lot of them, Bethlehem a PA lot of them did and when a lot of towns were built around like that big like company, a coal right? mine or something like that. But but my thing is like is like every dumb internet brand should should have one, right? Like like a a buddy of mine does uh well, this this is my thought pattern here is like is like if you're a 10-year-old girl and super into baking, where in America do I have to take you? Nowhere. Right. But somebody, if they Could sh- just take that opportunity, they're grabbing, they're like, and, and we're going to have Dutch ovens in this store, just going and cooking stuff. And then the KitchenAid mixer, you come and have the, the experience. You're going to come and spend two weeks here, try everything they've got. And you're going to learn how to make all this cool stuff and then go home. And your mom's going to be stoked to spend three grand to give you the experience because
2: it's magic. Right. And the whole town is built around. That, and that's what you're, that you're doing around. for quilting. That's what we're doing for quilting. That's exactly what I'm doing. Are pe- people doing this for everything. Like if I wanted to go they learn should. cooking, they're... people are like, oh, I need to go to Paris. To get that experience, but like if I'm into like cooking or well, design, what's funny, like, like let's say, let's say it's cooking. Right. And you
1: go to Paris, you go to Paris and you take a class, but it's like you have not gone to the cooking Mecca. Yeah. Right. The, the, the cooking Mecca looks like we bought every building on the street and, uh, and walk in this one. We have, we have all the cake decorating stuff in here and then we've got all the baking stuff in here and then we got all but the,
0: you So you'll give tours. Or I don't know what you want to call it. Well, no, that.
1: you sell the stuff. You're a retailer, right? Yeah. And, and like tours, tours are part of it. Like people, right. people, well, cause when I go there, I'm all of a sudden a part of the community, right? It, it's comic. It's like if you go it's to a comic Con, brewery, Con, right?
2: Or, it's like you go to a brewery, you could buy the stuff or a winery. It's like, uh, like Napa is a good example of this. Sure. Like wine. Well, it's like Napa. When, when, if you're a consumer of it,
1: yeah. Right. And it'd be cool to go and take the wine tour and do the right. whole thing. If you're a beer maker. Where in America do you have to go? There's no, somebody should do it, right? We, I, was, I forget who I was talking to, but they are like, they, oh, uh, Patrick, right? He's from Wisconsin. I was like, it's crazy, man. If I want to get into cheese making, give me the town that like, it'll teach me. It has, it has 20 stores and I buy the cloth and I, you have every kind of cloth and I'll buy the basket, and I'll, every kind of basket. Like somebody's just going to take that branding and go build their, their town around it. And like, it's the biggest wooden nickel in Wisconsin now. Right? And I got to go see it because it's novelty. What is this example you're That's giving what? Yeah, The wood biggest nickel. wooden I don't understand nickel that. in Minnesota. You said that That's like. That's some real country. Uh, so, so in Iowa, dude, driving down, what, what is it? I-70. Iowa City has the biggest wooden nickel in Iowa. Or in the world. What is a wooden nickel? What do you say? It's like a giant <laughs> 16-foot buffalo nickel. It's like yeah, don't even know what a made buffalo out of nickel so is. So is a buffalo in nickel the in the olden days? days sorry, am I? Before the the Washington was on do you the know quarter, what he's talking
0: about yeah, it's a <laughs> buffalo <laughs> nickel. A buffalo nickel is just a nickel that was made before. Like
1: I love that I'm looking at you like, like how do you not know buffalo? Like 1905, what it,
0: it was. like I don't know when they stopped making it. Any is. any nickel made in the 1800s, I think it had a picture of a buffalo. Yeah, on that's it. right. That's it. What, what, the the nickel used to have a buffalo. So it's
1: Topeka has the biggest ball of twine. Right, like it's it's all the just the roadside novelty. Come see the biggest whatever. The biggest pecan is in like Minnesota, I think, or something. Right? And, gotcha. And you're like, all right, I'm just gonna get off this highway and go look at this stupid huge pecan, take a picture by it, and like then buy a bag. So, of pecan. so what are the
2: economics? Let's say somebody does this. Like, what's a what's a vertical where you're like, or like a, a category where you're like, somebody should definitely do it for I don't beer. Well, do, or so
1: like we just had twins a couple of years ago, and I want to like where do we have to fly to if you're going to have a baby and they have the coolest experience, you race the, 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 you know, the stroller around the track and then you try 15 oh, like different baby town America. Yeah. Yeah. It should be in like Lehigh, Utah or something, yeah, right? Baby, it right? it right with the Mormon baby
2: nickel you've ever seen,
1: <laughs> but, but like, but like the novelty of they have 20 stores and you're going to go and spend a week there and come out with $8,000 worth of baby stuff is is the draw right you're gonna all your shopping is done there every baby products represented like that's that's the novelty of it and uh the economics the economics are going to vary by
2: like like interest to interest where's the money made is it in the retail the sales or is it in the land appreciation because you now made a destination is Uh, it just
0: just more is it just a retail business that has higher than normal volume
2: (laughs) i I, I worry that i'm doing a bad job explaining this and if
1: i am like let's keep digging on it because it's great but like we're just dumb so (laughs) So for for uh, an internet business, right? Like our company, there's a bunch of no name warehouses on the internet that sell fabric, right? But we are a little quilt shop in Hamilton, Missouri. In fact, we're we're a cool quilt shop with all this branding and all this cool stuff that we've done, and we'll never be the nameless, faceless warehouse, right? So if you're starting, if you're starting a you know whatever whatever goofy company you're doing, right? Like. Uh, the second you open up a town, so one of the guys here, he, he's doing like Firebrand Tea, right? Yeah, uh, David Siegel, and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, like, go, go, open up a, a retail store, because the second you do that, I'm not just buying from your crappy
2: warehouse where you're, you're importing and trying to You're saying you an an Ecom lift because you're like, we're a real place. It's a brand it's sign a branding play, and yeah. like people like this, you'll never come here, even if you'll never come yeah. here, because 99 yeah. percent of your totally. traffic never yeah. goes there. You're saying. That, that stands you out against every yeah, other e-commerce exactly d2c right. brand. In our split, our that's split like
1: we get 90% of our revenue is online, 10% is in store, a little less in 10, like 8% is in store. But but like our marketing is 98% the town. Let me tell you the story about what, oh, Susie Brider Quilton. Oh, look at this new display we did. Oh, all this stuff, right? And that's that's the story that we tell uh while most of our traffic or most of our revenue comes from online sales, right? And So that's why I'm saying like, dude, if you're, if you have a brand that's fascinating. so so many of these guys are just trying to flip Shopify stores and like, Oh, we import and it ships out of ship bob and it's great. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but like people know they're just getting like scammed by, it. I mean, you're just buying to resell and try and make a profit. And uh, the second you build a little bit of a, of an experience around it, right? Like do the work to, to build the physical manifestation of your brand. It's the, the, the company all of a sudden it's much, much more interesting in my mind.
0: Let's say you, uh, you sell the company in two years, you're, you're, you or your family collectively are maybe a billion uh, worth a billion. You're not working with quilting anymore. What, what do you want to do? What do you want to start another company? And what type of company, what do you want to do with your time?
1: I have no no idea. I started a company I loved called pretzel this last, like two years ago. And uh, it it was the, it was the, the photo roll meets the credit card statement. Right. So we itemized all of your transactions and show you this very beautiful, like, Oh, here's all the stuff I bought. It was, I thought it was super cool. And like the dude, the skew level data are, aggregated around the user was so interesting to me and uh couldn't finance it ended up shutting it down and so like that was that was my my big play at it and now i've i've got some major ptsd of like i never want to raise money again i felt dude once you take somebody else's money and like don't give them a return i'm like i'm an investor i know it's fine but i felt so bad dude, so bad
0: so what do you want to do then
1: uh well so now i'm just doing lemonade stand stuff right it's like like my therapist says she's like i think you want to be da vinci you you want to like design a bridge and then a helicopter and then go paint a chapel. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I think that's what I want to do. I just like I'm gonna do little lemonade stand style businesses, just like little things that can't scale. Like, what's for, an example? What do you mean by uh, that? like I want to do a barbecue place, right? Like And I'm like, oh, yeah, it'd be great and I'll like have a have the meat, the pickle, the and the sauce, right like that'd be cool and, and I could do the branding amazing and as long as I was cool to like let it die in four months I think I'd really enjoy it <laughs> as soon as it turned into like oh now I built this thing I to gotta grind this. it out yeah. like I'd be miserable and uh and so I'll just try like little stuff like that I think I mean did, I, at some point I'll get into another thing but like right now when
0: know. you're in your early 20s and in late teens did you think you were gonna be wealthy and that it, uh... no
1: no well, I I dude that's interesting uh no not at all right and it's kind of jacked it jacks with your head a little bit and like I never, I never dreamed in my wildest dreams that I would be where I am today, right? And so, like, I was talking to my wife a couple of days ago. I was like, I think I might need can we do a vision board? I've never dreamt of like, what else is out there? What else I want to, I want to do with my life. You're like overshot what you had pictured yeah. yeah, yeah. You never repicture. Like, uh, you sometimes know. you can over plan. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect this to work. And so landing here, landing here. I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a big thing in my head of like trying to navigate, like, like in a, in a very serious way of like, I don't, I don't know when you remove the motivation of money, what do you do with the rest of your life? Cause so much of our, of our world is built around like, Got to get money in the same year, dude, I stepped back from my company. uh, So the day to day work, I got married, I bought a house and we got pregnant with our first kid. And I was like every milestone I imagined I ever wanted to work for. And like, dude, when you're dating, it's very, it's a great reason to go to the gym. You're like, I got to look good. And all of a sudden I'm married and I'm like, screw it. (laughs) <laughs> you don't care how many pushups i can do like i'm not going anywhere and and it was like it was a full on funky depression like not not like a depression like a lot of like grown up people have it was like a baby depression for me but but uh like just figuring out what i was supposed to reach for was a uh, was a really hard walk for me and where'd you like what was the how'd you get
2: out of that uh yeah mm, I, I don't know well, so like okay. doing like any man, I just buried it inside yeah, and moved yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come back up like, later. Dude, I, yeah. <laughs> I leaned in heavy with the reboot guys. I don't know if you know, like Jerry Colonna over at Reboot. He's like the like the big exec coach. He yeah, coach. Who do you coach? steve jobs? Something like that. Who, who's he coaching? I I don't know. He's a Jerry nice Kelowna. man though, and I like him a lot. He <laughs> lets He's like gonna... he coached somebody famous, like you know yeah. whoever. Yeah, it was. But they do like a retreat now for CEOs. Yeah, it was so I, like w- when I was running the
1: company, dude. Well, because I was running the quilt company, and, I, and it had grown to like 400 employees, and I was like, I was like 30, 32 or something. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. And when you when you scale that fast, and you don't you you don't scale your own capacity to to lead, uh, I found myself like, you know, would sit down in a room, and and I was immediately like trying to make. These other people feel stupid. So they wouldn't notice that I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And you're throwing bombs in your own business. And you're like, dang it, Rick. I can't believe he did this thing. And then like afterwards, I'd be like, I'm not a yellow, Rick, baby. I'm so sorry. <laughs> is, you know that's not me. <laughs> I, I, we're on the same team. And and uh and like like I came out of that, I was like, man, I'm hurting the people around me. I gotta fix this. So I went on a on a, a boot camp retreat that they do. And like I came out of that and I was like, I either I, I need to fire my co-founders. Which was one of three co founders. Uh, and I came back and was like, I got to fire you guys. They're like, no, that's not going to happen. And we're like, oh, what should we do? <laughs> so then we're like, oh, well, I'll step back and like we could, we can manage this transition. But, uh, but like to get to that point where I could sort of say those words out loud, of, like, man, I can't keep doing this because yeah. it's a family business and it's all, the, it's the town. Like I felt all that weight on me and I couldn't get out. And so went, did a lot of the therapy stuff. And at this point you now. Do psychedelics? no dude i'm so i'm so intrigued by psychedelics but like i i'm i'm mormon right and so like the idea of doing you're the- mormon yeah yeah wow oh no, like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look just how i thought you would look <laughs> no you don't you're the coolest mormon i've ever met <laughs> and, and you know mormons here so that's nice yeah thank you you didn't have to say that that was, uh, that was uh, <laughs> there's there's one me. like in the room no. <laughs> but the uh but but uh no like i like i think well, because the stance is very murky in my, from the religious standpoint. So I'm like, I've got, I've got a, a bunch of mushrooms capsulated in my medicine cabinet that I'm like, Dre, my wife, I'm like, Dre, someday I'm going to go walking on the land. And I just don't know where I am yet, but I'm going to go over
0: I've never done it. I'm I'm completely sober, but I'm, I'm totally into it. I'm trying to convince my wife to do it. Dude, my
1: f- my fear is like I just don't want to be the one guy like oh he took it and then his brain snapped. And I'm like,
0: <laughs> no, I don't think that will happen with you.
1: Thank you. And I don't think it would either because I've got a good brain. But if it did, I'd do be get, very do you sad. drink? No, I don't drink. Never touched it.
0: Well, fuck. I always thought like if I'm because I'm, I don't drink either. But I'm like if I freak out, I could just get super drunk and I'll be okay.
1: You know. <laughs> so you you don't have that. Wait, this this playbook feels made up on the spot. Did you? <laughs> Is, no that's is what, that, science that, well, <laughs> like, what is science yeah
0: <laughs> no i just thought like that's like my and uh, that's my parachute yeah. you know that's my ex- my, no, my I, escape hatch
1: i was man. I, I don't i don't know at what point i'll feel okay with it but like at some point i'm just like wait so you bought it or you have it yeah no a, a buddy of mine a buddy of mine is very he's like i'm good at onboarding people into second like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like all right and have so have you ever
2: done it no. And I meet those people and they're like, dude, it'll be so great. So controlled, but so you, safe. He, and I'm he, just like, uh, um, he's emotionally stable though. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't need
1: this. I'm like, do I need to get sad part, first? Part, the like, interesting part is just like, is just like the, the guys are like, I have my greatest ideas in there. And I'm like, can I just, I just want to see what some of those ideas would be. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I need the whole, like, I don't need the trip.
2: I yeah, just you're need only like, using 12% of your brain but right but now. Then, like, then you got yeah. like your barber. That's like, I saw Jesus. Yeah,
1: He was there bro And I'm like oh that could be cool too I mean alright I don't know
0: Well dude this is awesome uh, You came here not knowing anyone We got you on the pod This is pretty yeah. sick You're yeah, the most popular yeah. guy here Did you enjoy meeting some of these people
1: Oh this is a blast This is a blast